0: This is Pulse ninety five. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. Future, talk. Future Talk with al Saleh and Hani Balkis on Pulse ninety
1: five. Future
2: Talk. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. It is yet another beautiful day right here in the Pulse 95 studios. I hope you're all having a fantastic afternoon and hanging in there. The weekend is just around the corner. Two more days to go, but you're listening to Future Talk, the one and only place where we bring you the latest in robotics, artificial intelligence, gadgets, and applications. All that you need to know about what's happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and around the world is being brought to you. Right here on Pulse 95, we have a very, very special episode in store for you all with a very special guest as well.
1: Yes, indeed. But before we get to that, we're going to be talking about how the UAE is rolling out a germ-busting robot to combat COVID-19. Now, Omni and I have always told you guys about how the the medical industry is using robots and AI to combat COVID-19 right here in the uae we're using them as well and we're also going to be talking about how gmail is using uh, gmail's users actually were flooded with spam messages but google has said that the issue is fixed
2: yes indeed why did the issue occur and where did users take to complain this to complain about this issue we're going to be giving you all those details in just a few moments but This episode of Future Talk is a very special one because we're going to be joined by one of its kind guest, the original voice of Siri, the assistant that we talk to all the time throughout our day, whether it was on our Apple Watch, on our iPhone, or even on our MacBook. We're going to get to see the face behind this voice. Susan Bennett, the original voice of the voice assistant Siri, who started out on October 4th of back in 2011, is going to be joining us to give us a little bit of a behind-the-scenes trip of what it took to make Siri become the way it is And whether or not it has a personality Because we all know that she can be a little bit sassy sometimes
1: Yes, we're going to go through the birth of Siri Until present day with Susan Bennett It's a great, interesting uh, show that we're going to be having today On Pulse 95 So keep it locked And we'll be right back after this very, very short break Pulse 95 Future tour. With Omni
0: Al-Saleh and Hany Balkis. on House 95. <laughs>
2: Welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse95. It is yet another a beautiful episode right here on Future Talk, where we're bringing you the latest in robotics, artificial intelligence, gadgets, and applications. All that you need to know about what's happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and around the world, is being brought to you right here on Pulse95.
1: Yes, indeed. And to speak about robots, we're going to go all the way and come back to the UAE. Now, the past recent months, we've always talked about robots in the world and in the Gulf. But now the UAE is rolling out a germ-busting robot to combat COVID-19. Now, these cleaning machines use ultraviolet light rather than sprays to sterilize public places. Now, this is not the first time we've seen ultraviolet light in action. We've seen them in Bahrain. We've seen them in Spain, Italy, even in the U.S., all over the world. And now, finally, we're implementing them here right here in the UAE. Now, the UAE has rolled out its latest weapon against the fight against covid 19, a germ busting robot which can disinfect hospital wards, malls, and offices just using ultraviolet light. Now it's its name goes by Sanitize Experts, Quite a fitting. home office and industrial <laughs> cleaning firm, did say that its automated UV robot offers a smarter, safer, and even more efficient way combat the spread of coronavirus and wipe out other bacteria now before we get more into it we're always going to tackle that question that a lot of people ask us Mm -hmm. or or a lot of people do have that question and concern does ultraviolet light will cause cancer Uh, we know that ultraviolet light comes from the sun yeah so will this cause cancer using it in my home being exposed to this light will it hurt me and 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 will is there any consequences or cons to it but to answer that question Omni is going to answer that question.
2: <laughs> well, for those, for all those of you who are wondering and are worried about UV light actually becoming a danger to us, if we're using it in small amounts, which these robots are doing that, it's not going to cause any harm to all of us. And it, it, it actually yeah. kills the coronavirus but by penetrating the membrane of it, the it, virus it's itself.
1: It's just enough light yeah. to... Kill the virus and and, and kill anything of bacteria, germs and sanitize uh, your surroundings, but not enough to physically harm you.
2: Exactly. And uh, let me take you through the different features that this new robot has to offer. So what it does is basically give us a 360 degree uh, disinfection of any area that it's going to glide through. uh, It's actually very interesting to see it work in action. It literally Mm. looks like a UV uh, emitting robot just walking through offices hospital wards, and even malls. And it doesn't need any chemicals or any sprays uh, embedded within it, which is definitely going to come in very handy for all those who have allergies. We all Mm. know, especially those who are asthmatic, can definitely struggle with all of the different disinfectant sprays that can be uh, sprayed on us throughout the day.
1: Yeah, 100% right, Omnia, because uh, as my mother herself, when she would sanitize uh, the groceries or whatever coming into the house, uh, sometimes these sanitizers would irritate her lungs. And I believe then, that's my mother who does not have any asthma, or, alhamdulillah, or any of that kind. So just imagine someone yeah. who has asthma and has breathing problems when they're unfortunately have to sanitize a lot more. It's going to irritate the, irritate the chest and you're going to start coughing. And then you're going to start thinking you have corona, corona. <laughs> because you're coughing so much and you feel a shortness of breath. Exactly. And, a- and actually the government of the UAE has took off a lot of... Sanitizers off the market. We're talking about the sprays. Because because some of them were a little bit too strong.
2: Exactly. And it's definitely a very tough time for all those who struggle with uh, lung issues and breathing problems. But this very interesting robot has a cyber sanitizer. So, what it does is actually deploy artificial intelligence so that it can plot its path and all the time it needs to disinfect the environment that it finds itself in. Which, again, basically means that it will be able to disinfect more service more surfaces in less time so whether it's in being deployed in a hospital airport mall home or even your office this robot will ma- basically ensure that the bacteria and viruses are eliminated which will allow for all of us to live in a very clean and safe environment
1: you know omnia yeah. since this robot is using ultraviolet right light <laughs> and we do get that light from the sun yeah the question is is the robot powered by solar energy. Oh, God. (laughs) Could you imagine that? That would that would be amazing because it literally uses no energy.
2: It's speaking. Does it? Well, speaking of what it's being uh, what it's using, it's not using solar energy, but it can operate for up to 8000 hours. So that's one very powerful battery.
1: And I believe that it it uses no consumption. No, if that power if that small battery or powerful battery can run for eight hours, Obviously, this robot is not using much.
2: Exactly. And it can actually recognize if there is any human being in its path. So, it'll be able to recognize if any human being is within its reach. So, it'll automatically shut down the powerful lamp that's mm. emitting UV light. So, for all those of you who are wondering that the UV light might harm you if you come in the face of this robot, it'll immediately shut down once it sees any human beings.
1: And and the good thing about it, getting back to human beings, this machine can be operated through Wi-Fi and can be managed via your computer or even an app on your phone so even the operator who's operating this robot won't be in contact to it even if that even if it's (laughs) deemed safe uh that the ultraviolet light that it does emit will not harm you. It's just a little bit of a peace of mind that you don't have to be in contact with that robot or to, to operate it. More social it. distancing. More social distancing.
2: Exactly. And this robot can actually sterilize an 800 square meter area in 150 minutes only. So this is about 10 times more efficient than any of the other disinfection methods that we've been seeing out there on the market. Um, the software that assists those users in mapping the area to be sanitized comes comes in very handy because it's actually possible to have multiple automated uvc robots working all together at the same time and once the battery the little army yeah quite literally and once the battery level of those robots becomes low the robot knows on its own that it needs some food so it'll basically automatically go back to its station and charge for a little bit
1: uh, we've, we've seen these devices uh, kind of be used in amazon but mm-hmm. not the same uh, narrative but a different whether they were delivering packages or not and Omnia, to talk about social distancing, Yeah, a lot of users on Gmail <laughs> were not getting social distanced and not because they didn't want to, but their email box was flooded <laughs> with spam messages. Now, a lot of G- Gmail users, which is uh, Google Mail users, were complaining that a lot of spam was coming into their mailbox and, and, and they were bombarded with spam messages. But Google has then fixed the issue. Now a lot of Gmail users around the world were complaining about spam messages flooding their inbox over the weekend and as the Google service was apparently suffering from a widespread problem with its email f- filters, mm. actually a lot of a lot of Gmail users did take it to Twitter and other social media platforms like Reddit to convey they were being bombarded with spam messages.
2: Now, Google definitely did not go ahead and hide the problem. They acknowledged it, which I definitely find very good out of them. Mm. Um, they did say that the spam flaw was actually part of a much bigger issue that they were dealing with, which was causing all Gmail emails to be delayed both whenever the people were sending them out and whenever people were receiving them. Mm. So, the, cons- the consequence of that was basically that some of the messages were delayed enough that they resulted in delivery without all the spam checks being completed Mm. now Google did say that during this time scans to filter malware and the most uh, spamful and harmful content are fully operational so we don't have to be fully worried about us receiving any misinformation from that end Uh, it's definitely interesting to see how fast Google fixed this issue so the minute people took it to Twitter to report about this issue Gmail jumped on it yeah they went on it and they actually fixed it completely Uh, they did say that the category function was the issue and it was completely shut down for many people another user actually posted on their twitter saying that it was strangely comforting that he can just search for gmail and immediately Twitter provided him with evidence that, yes, other people were getting weirdly hit with spam right now. And it was kind of like a Gmail support group going all over Twitter.
1: Yeah, Omnia, I mean, the, the thing that surprises me mm. is that a lot of people were surprised that Google acted so fast. But with Gmail, a lot of people, most of the world used Gmail. Now, back in the day, a lot mm. of people used Hotmail, which was yeah. Outlook. But Gmail just, they, they, they improved themselves so much that if you don't have a Gmail account, they yeah. deem you unprofessional. Oh, yeah, because at gmail.com sounds uh, much more professional uh, than hotmail.com at yahoo.com. And and it just puts something in my brain. How good is that spam filter Mm. that we never experienced in the recent years that we're getting too much spam messages? How True. many spam messages are sent to us through a day, and but we Google have, filters yeah, it out? and we
2: have no idea about it. But you know what? Speaking of things crashing down, do you know what I heard about today? What'd you hear? Your favorite person, Elon Musk. Apparently, it had a website crash because he did start selling shorts mm. on a website.
1: Uh, Elon Musk. Red shorts. Elon Musk is my favorite uh, person, and he's kind of like a troll on you. You know why? He, he but is a troll.
2: You know why he did actually start selling shorts, and uh, everyone was actually trying to buy them. This is why the website crashed. It mm. was basically because someone on Twitter challenged him and said that I bet if you try to sell anything, it would sell out, even if it was an item of clothing.
1: Yeah, the hundred percent. Now, Elon Musk, he had the the a very boring company or the boring company. They sold, like, flamethrowers. They sold sold everything. And they put a limited amount, and those got sold out. Now, Tesla in general, Elon Musk in general, he's doing really good for himself. He is out manufacturing Toyota.
2: But I don't think he has a taste in fashion.
1: doesn't have taste in fashion. I think it's all a publicity stunt, as Elon Musk is very well-known to do publicity stunts to raise his stock or even sometimes drop his stock Ooh. yeah it's very interesting what elon musk and the mindset he does uh, i mean he's a multi-billionaire he knows what he's doing and obviously he didn't become multi-billionaire for nothing he knows what he's doing and uh elon musk send me some send, send some shorts my way <laughs> maybe you- throwing a free tesla
2: you sure you want that but if i'm sure throwing I- a free tesla I'm sure uh, Elon Musk has a lot of interesting surprises hidden for us in the next few weeks, but we have surprises coming up for our listeners because we actually are going to be speaking to one of the most special guests to have come on Future Talk.
1: Yes, indeed, Omir, 100% correct. Now, this guest, we've talked to her when we were lonely. We've talked to her when we were bored. We've talked to her when it was 4 a.m. at night. We couldn't sleep and we said, hey, I need someone to talk to. We've asked them stupid questions. We've asked them to call our mom. We asked them to call our friend. We asked her to guide us to a (laughs) restaurant. And that person we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen, is Siri.
2: Yes, indeed. Susan Bennett, the original voice of Siri, is going to be joining us right here on Future Talk. Keep Pulse 95 locked. You do not want to miss up on that.
1: You're listening to Pulse95. Pulse95. Hey Siri, what's the weather today?
2: Hey Siri, where is the nearest supermarket? Hey Siri. Hey Siri. Oh Siri, oh Siri, we say your name all the time without knowing who you really are. And after being a closely guarded secret for years and years, the woman who says she is the original voice of Siri is revealed. And guess what? She is here with us today. Susan Bennett, the woman who has over 20 years of experience as a commercial actress and a voiceover artist, representing some of the biggest tech giants such as IBM and many more, is joining us today. But she is best known as the voice of Siri. Welcome to the show, Susan
0: Bennett. Oh, thanks for inviting me.
1: It's a pleasure to have you on the show, Susan. Most of the time we Thank do you. talk to Siri and uh, she gives us information. Uh, Google searches, translates so much for us and does a lot for us. But like Omnia said, we never knew who was the voice of Siri. We never could put a face to the voice of Siri. But today we have the great way of a technology to know who you are. And today we're going to get to know the real Siri.
2: Absolutely. Um, So it's definitely an (laughs) honor to have you join us all the way from the United States through uh, the video chat platforms that are available right here in the UAE. Um, Susan, a lot of people tend to describe you as the woman who unexpectedly found out that she is the voice of Siri. So did you really not know that you were the voice of Siri and how were you able to keep it a secret for so long?
0: I did not know because I never actually worked directly with Apple. I worked for a company called Nuance, and Mm -hmm. they're the biggest IVR company in the world, which means interactive voice response. So all kinds of voices that you hear on GPS systems, you know, Siri, Alexa, Cortana, all those voices come from those types of recordings. Mm -hmm. So uh, on October 4th, 2011, when Siri first appeared, a fellow voice actor emailed me and said, we're playing with this new iPhone app, isn't this you? And I went, what? (laughs) So I went on the Apple site, went on the Apple site and listened and said, yes, that's me. And it was, it was such a surprise. I just didn't know what to do with that information for a very long time, because this is the type of thing. It was such a big deal that you would think that I had purposefully auditioned for it. Mm -hmm. But as in the technological age, there are a lot of things going on that we don't really know about. So I think that all of us voice actors are constantly auditioning, whether we know it or not. So my voice must have been in a huge nuance uh, voice bank, and it was chosen by Apple. I don't know by whom or when. <laughs> so, and Apple really hasn't disclosed any information about the voices. Mm. So, however, if you do ask Theory who Susan Bennett is, she will admit that I'm the original voice. Oh, so, that's, yeah. that's a nice Plus one, one for me. <laughs> one for me. <laughs>
1: yeah. I have a question. Do you ever go to a supermarket, a restaurant, and you speak with a person, and they're like, you ring a bell, but they don't know which bell you ring. They, they know you somewhere. They feel like you're a familiar person or a familiar voice.
0: No, not really. Well, actually, that's happened twice mm. uh, since I was the voice of Siri. One, uh, one waiter and a banker, I both said, geez, your voice sounds really <laughs> familiar. And I said, you have really good ears. You're in the wrong business. You need to get into radio or something. <laughs> yeah. It's quite interesting. It doesn't happen very often because hmm. my regular speaking voice, um, you know, of course, as you age, your voice gets lower and my yeah. voice is lower now. But when I'm just my regular speaking voice, my pitch is up here. Mm-hmm. And the original theory was pitched down here. Oh, time. God. Mm. And now I yeah. hear the Siri in your voice. Definitely. yes. yes. You will do everything I say.
1: That's, that, 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 that's awesome, especially especially because now we can put a face to that voice. It, it, it feels surreal in a way. And, and I, I want to ask you, did you ever feel that it, Apple or Siri in general would blow up the way it did? Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you know, I never really thought about that, but it kind of makes sense because Siri is basically the first real public manifestation of AI. Mm-hmm. And it, they've been working on artificial intelligence for decades now. And Siri was really the first iteration. And she was the first of her kind. And I think that's what makes her so iconic. Absolutely. And yeah, yeah. And so that's why she became, she was such a big deal. Now, if you listen back to the original voice, you know, of, from nine years ago, and you listen to Siri now, they have changed the voice. Um, you know, it, All of the um, virtual assistants are going to sound better and better as we keep going on because they will figure out ways to make the algorithm sound more human. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it has to do, still, even now, um, it it still doesn't sound totally human because the rhythm of the voice isn't exactly right. You know, you'll get them saying something like, Well, I went to the store.
1: Yeah. (laughs) No one says that.
0: I went to the store. (laughs) Let's say I went to the store, you know. (laughs) And so they're still working on those little things, but it's absolutely incredible. Absolutely. Uh, The whole whole process is just mind boggling. Now,
2: a question that comes to mind, you know, the fact that Apple has not confirmed that you are the original voice of Siri, even though Siri does admit that you are uh, the voice itself. Did you ever question why or did you ever reach out to understand why is that? Why are they not confirming that?
0: Well, actually, I have been in contact with a couple of other original Siri voices, Uh, John Briggs in England, who was Daniel, and that was the original uh, Apple voice in England, and uh, Karen Jacobson, who is uh, the the original Australian voice, Mm -hmm. and we all basically had the same experiences. When we were doing those recordings, it was so long ago. I did my recording starting in 2005, and so it was so long ago that we didn't... We didn't even consider the prospect mm-hmm. of a virtual assistant. That was so far away uh, in our minds, certainly not for the people working on these types of things, the the, the technical guys, the mm-hmm. you know the geniuses. Um, and so uh, we weren't working towards something. we we had absolutely no idea. When we were doing these recordings, we had been led to believe that they were just sort of generic phone messaging yes. voices, mm-hmm. even though the scripts were very different. So the whole thing, we, we were just so on the cutting edge that so we really didn't have any idea exactly what we were doing. Absolutely.
2: Makes complete sense, to be honest. Um, and yeah. we're definitely going to be coming back to discuss more of the behind the scenes of the making in Siri. A lot of us tend to think that Siri is the brainchild of Apple. And while there is some truth in that, there is a lot more to the story. Keep it locked right here on Pulse95. We'll be right back.
1: You're listening to Pulse95. Pulse95. Hey Siri, what's the weather today?
2: Hey Siri, where is the nearest supermarket? Hey Siri, hey Siri You may not know her but you probably know her voice and that's because you've almost certainly asked her endless questions ever since any of us have bought our iPhones She has always had an answer for them, and if she didn't, she'll definitely give you a very sassy response. Um, She's also guided many of our destinations, and she might have even given some of us some serious shade on more than one occasion. Who is she? We're definitely talking about the original voice of Siri, who is joining us today on a very special episode of Future Talk. The one and only woman, Susan Bennett. Welcome to the show once again. Thank you.
0: Uh,
2: Susan, a lot of us tend to think that Siri is the brainchild of Apple. And while there is some truth to that, it's not the full story. Can you take us on a little bit of a trip on the behind the scenes of the making of Siri?
0: Well, Siri is a digital voice, what I like to call a digital voice, and she actually came from a company called Nuance. Mm -hmm. I do believe Apple purchased Nuance because they bought so many of their voices, but um the original recordings were done in such a way as to uh further a process called concatenation which sounds really weird uh, let me explain that we did the recordings afterwards computers and technicians would go into the recordings and extract sounds mm-hmm. they would reform these sounds into new phrases and sentences and these are what ended up on our devices this process is called concatenation mm-hmm.
1: and mm-hmm. the
0: scripts that we had to read for these for this process were created just for sound.
1: Yeah. Mm. And
0: so consequently, a lot of the phrases that I had to read were very nonsensical because they were just for sounds. Uh, phrases like, say, schist fresh issue today.
1: <laughs> uh, how long you know, was that process? Night? How long does it take yeah. to say all or read all those scripts?
0: Oh, <laughs> okay. well, the original recordings were four hours a day, five days a week wow. for a month. Oh, wow. wow. And then I did four months of updates after that, a lot of which were addresses, I think, to go in GPS systems and that you, sort of thing. So it, mm, it took a really long time. The script is like this thick. Oh, wow. wow. You know what's yeah. crazy
2: is a lot of us don't to th- don't tend to think that digital voices are born this way, yeah. you know? Many of us tend to think they're either robotic, they're not coming out right. of real life humans. Um, right. We have no clue how demanding uh, uh, the job of a voice actress, let alone the original yes, voice of Siri is. Yeah
0: that work i it's probably not as difficult now
2: mm-hmm. and i
0: think probably they have like the person doing updates on alexa is probably reading you know whole phrases mm-hmm. yeah. and there were points in time when when i was finishing up maybe like in 2011 2012 when i was actually reading whole sentences mm-hmm. but for the at the very beginning when they were just looking for the sounds uh it was very tedious work very very tedious work. I
1: bet it is. I mean, it's, it's, it's four <laughs> hours of a transcript uh, as a uh, uh, textbook thick uh, for five days a week for a month. I mean, uh, how well, uh, it's it's hard.
0: Very repetitive stuff too because mm. they had to get the sounds of vowels, different vowels mm-hmm. within the same words. So, for instance, I would say something like. Say the shredding again. Say the shredding again. Say the shredding again. Again. Say the shredding again. Say the shredding again. Say the shredding again. Oh, yeah. did, did it ever
1: take a toll on your vocal cords?
0: <laughs> yes, it was very difficult. I really didn't do a whole lot of other work during that hmm. period of time, but it it happened at a good time. It happened in July of two thousand five, and the summer months are usually hmm. fairly slow business wise, so it worked out. Absolutely. Uh, but it, hmm. yeah, I really did have to learn to to be very careful with my vocal cords and mm-hmm. utilize them, you know, correctly. Yeah. Um,
2: Siri definitely has a personality. She can be sassy. She can be kind sometimes. Yeah. Um, do you feel like it's a different person than you? Or do you feel like Siri is an ex- is like an extension of who you are?
0: Well, I think the original voice was closer to me than the voice that's there now. Um, you know, And I had read somewhere that some of the original engineers working on this project said they were looking for a voice that was otherworldly but had a dry sense of humor Mm. and so i have to say that you know the dry sense of humor definitely is is me and i think you you realize that a lot of our personalities do come through our voices so there there is a bit of me in there and they did change the voice starting with apple uh operating system seven Mm -hmm. and i've heard conflicting information about this i don't know whether they actually used another actor or if they just manipulated my voice but then with um, the IP- operating system 11, I think it was that they totally changed the voice. And now Siri's a millennial. <laughs> so. and, and,
1: and, and Susan, the longer I hear your voice, I could catch kinds of bits and phrases, and I could yeah. ca- I can relate it to Siri, Siri as well. So, the, some words you say, for example, now, it does sound like the actual You can hear, you can the hear voice Siri. Of Siri
2: in you. Yeah.
1: It's, it's amazing. Now, I have a question, right? It's a, it's a big question, right? Okay. Do you own an iPhone? <laughs> and do, do you use Siri?
0: I don't really talk to her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you seem to have a great
2: relationship with Siri.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. She, well, I'll tell you, the very first time that I talked to Siri, now, this was years and years ago, uh, you know, I just... I said, well, hi Siri, what are you doing? And she very disgustedly answered, I'm talking to you. Oh my God, this is, this is quite creeping
2: me out now. I honestly can't believe I'm talking to the like voice of Siri. It feels like I'm in
1: a sci-fi movie right now. And, <laughs> and artificial intelligence has now become a humanoid. <laughs> this is crazy. It's amazing but crazy.
0: It is. Yes, and don't make me mad. <laughs> oh god. Um, there's a there's definitely
2: a question going through the heads of many people right now. What what does the name Siri mean? Do you have any idea?
0: Well, one of the people working on on Siri, there were three main engineers working on Siri and one of them was a guy from Norway named Dag Kitlos. Mm-hmm. Oh. And Dag and I mean this one of the stories that I've heard Uh, One story is that it was just an acronym, S-I-R-I, for Speech Interpretation Recognition Interface, which Mm -hmm. is extremely boring. The other story, but with Doc Kitlaus, he and his wife were about to have a baby, and they had chosen the name Siri. Apparently, it's a very popular name in Norway for a baby girl. Well, the baby turned out to be a boy, so the (laughs) app got the name instead. And apparently in Norwegian, the name Siri means beautiful woman who guides you to victory. No way. Well, well it only
2: sounds <laughs> fitting. So uh, the beautiful woman with the voice of Siri, why don't you take us to a break with that beautiful voice of yours?
0: <laughs> I'm
2: sorry. Did you have a question? There? No, I'm saying since the name fits you quite perfectly, why don't you take us to a break with that beautiful break. Your voice of yours, Siri?
0: Okay, this is Susan Bennett, the voice of Siri, and we'll be right back. Stay with us.
1: (laughs) You're ready to hear first, ladies and gentlemen. Pulse 95. Hey Siri, what's the weather today?
0: Hey
2: Siri, where is the nearest supermarket? Hey Siri. Hey Siri.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to Pulse95. It is me, Hani Abul Qais, with Omnia Salah. And we have a very special episode with a very special guest today. We are talking with the voice of Siri. Susan Bennett is with us virtually through the <laughs> studio who is the voice of Siri. And, and and this episode could be one of my favorite episodes that I've ever done in my year on Future Talk. And it's, it's very exciting talking to Susan. And and I, I should stop talking and let her talk.
2: <laughs> I know. And it's crazy to, to think that... That Siri we were talking to for years and years, ever since the iPhone has been created, does have a face. She Mm -hmm. is a real human being, and we get a chance to chat with her and get to find out the behind the scenes of what it took to become the voice of Siri. Welcome once again to the show, Susan. Um, We have one of the golden questions right here on Future Talk. Um, Okay. When Siri does not answer the way we want her to, a lot of us tend to get mad at her. We get frustrated. But is this frustration in its right place? Does Siri get to decide what she's going to say?
0: Well, the things that Siri says um, are determined by the uh, programmers.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: And so, you know, the the only thing I supplied was the original voice. You know, I had no say on, on what Siri actually said, because through the concatenation process that I explained earlier, um, the programmers would just, you know, choose sounds, and mm-hmm. then they would make up the the responses. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, you know, and Siri is always changing because our language is changing and uh, and the phrases that we use and we come up with, you know, with new colloquialisms and things. And and so Siri is always changing. So we can't really get mad at Siri, I guess. And,
1: and, and speaking about emotion, sometimes you, you would ask Siri a question. And it would reply with a kind of an attitude or sassy, just like Omnia said. Susan, when you were recording The Voice of Siri, were you ever requested to have a little bit of attitude or sass?
0: No, not really. Um, I, the, as I said, the recordings were all for sound. Yeah, mm. And so every phrase and sentence had to be read in the exact same way so that every sound would be consistent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, when we talk as human beings, we talk, we sometimes go up here and say, well, I'm describing yeah, yeah. this and that, and, you know, and the voice goes up and down. Well, for these recordings, they had to be as monotone as possible so that each each sound, each diphthong, mm. each syllable would sound um, the same, the same pacing, the same tone the same pitch. Makes yeah. sense.
2: Um, you mentioned earlier that most people may not be able to tell that you are the original voice of Siri. Do you know why right. is that? Is there any any specific reason?
0: Well, yeah, um, my regular speaking voice is up here and, and my my Siri voice was more like this. <laughs> I don't think I'll get over that ever. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, um, a lot of uh, the number one question that many people might be thinking right now is: Are you still Siri?
0: Uh, no, uh, I'm. They totally changed the voice with operating system 11. Mm-hmm. Um, Siri's now a millennial. Oh God! She <laughs> speaks with a much higher voice and and a much more casual attitude. So um, I'm sure all the geniuses at Apple have done a lot of research, and I think probably they were trying to. Um, relate more to younger people, Mm -hmm. and so they made the voice sound younger. Last
2: but not least, are you happy or are you glad that you were actually the voice of Siri at some point?
0: Yes, I am actually. Um, When it first happened, it freaked me out because I wasn't expecting it. You know, Mm -hmm. it wasn't something that I had worked toward or had auditioned for purposefully, and so it was a, a huge surprise and a shock. Um, because I knew that it would affect my voiceover career. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and it definitely has done that. But it also allowed me to have a brand new career, which I never expected to have. And that was to do um, speaker events.
2: Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So I
0: do a lot of speaker events, and I've done them all over the world, too. Uh, talking about the story of Siri, talking about the voiceover business in general, and then doing some different voices, because wow. <laughs> Siri doesn't always sound like that.
1: Wow! Oh God. So, so, so it kind of changed your yeah, life. Yeah. So I'm sorry. Uh, so Siri changed your life.
0: She definitely did, and especially at this stage of my life, because I've been doing this work for many, many years. It's just, um, it's very cool to have something new and different to do. And I mean, I had to sit down and actually create a presentation for myself, which was um, a very good, you know, stimulation for the for the gray matter up here. <laughs> <laughs> Um, another
2: question that comes to mind, what did you feel when you first heard and found out that you are the voice of Siri? Was it a shock? Were you happy that all of a sudden you got all this fame? Or was it a little bit of a, a shy situation for someone like you?
0: Yeah, uh, I'm basically an introvert. And so when I heard this voice and I thought, oh, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to do? Yeah, and. Um, so it was a little bit intimidating at first Mm -hmm. and i wasn't exactly sure how i felt about it um i also sort of had the feeling that you know but this is this type of thing has been going on for years and years and years i'm i'm not nearly in the type of situation as maybe some poor inventor who'd been working for a giant corporation and he invented this thing that made billions for the corporation and he got a 100 hundred dollar gift certificate or something (laughs) you know it wasn't quite that bad but (laughs) Um, it did, it did sort of feel, um, as if, uh, we, and I've talked to other, other people about this too, the, in the same situation. And we did feel that it was a little, um, that they could have been better to their voices. Mm. You know, the voices basically sort of went unacknowledged. Mm-mm. Now I did used to do a lot of, uh, tech meetings and I met Steve Wozniak. If you don't know him, he was Steve Jobs's partner. And he's the man that actually built all the the original Apple computers, the Macs. And uh, he's a wonderful man. He's very involved in education, and he goes around and does a lot of speaker events. And actually, it's thanks to him. He acknowledged me, and he actually encouraged me to do the to go into speaker um, events myself. So. Um, You know, when I look back on it, it's like everything else in life. It's got a positive and it's got a negative. But I'll have to say that the positive very much outweighs the negative.
1: Now, Susan, as a well-established and accomplished professional voice actress, what kind of advice would you give to anyone who wants to become a voice actor or voice actress?
0: Well, I think a lot of people want to do that, um, actually. And uh, there are more and more people now than ever trying to get into the business Um, If you're really, really serious about it, uh, contact me through my website, which is SusanCBennett.com. I have a doc that I put together giving advice. But basically, what I would say is that eventually you're going to have to have your own studio. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's easier and cheaper now than it's ever been before. Mm. But before you think about doing that, just having a good voice isn't enough. You have to be an actor and you have to be able to read And so I would suggest before you do anything else, practice reading,
1: you Mm -hmm. know, and pick up
0: things that maybe weren't even meant to be read aloud. Things like newspapers and magazines that were just, you know, meant to be read, Mm -hmm. which means that those will have long involved sentences Mm -hmm. and, and you can practice cold reading. So, you know, there are certain skills that you just need to have. And so I would, you know, before you do anything else, work on those. That is great you heard it advice. Heard from Siri, the
1: voice of Siri herself, golden advice. Thank you so much Susan for taking time out of your day and coming on to the show.
0: I enjoyed it thank you so much for having me this the pleasure
1: is, is all ours this
0: is
2: definitely an episode that we will never forget because we got a chance right here on Future Talk
1: not it, many can say they, they've had the acquaintance to meet Siri
2: exactly and <laughs> now I feel like every, from now on whenever I talk to Siri I'm definitely going to be imagining Susan Bennett's <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> face in my head <laughs> thank you so much Susan Bennett for coming on to the show and to all of our listeners thank you so much for tuning in Future Talk is coming to an end but we will be opening the airwaves for the Dream Team. Aishan Mazmi and Mikhail Atiyah will be joining you, giving you the latest on what is happening in the entertainment industry. Keep Pulse 95 locked. We'll see you next time.
0: This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.